Hey friends, welcome back to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain. So good to have you with me again this week. If you are new to our little podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you are with me today. If you are a regular listener, I'm so glad that you have come back this week to be with us again in our little podcast family around our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming those everyday challenges that we face in life. Hey, don't forget to check out LanceBain.com. There's many resources available there. This is episode 119, which means we have 118 other leadership podcast episodes that you can check out. And I'm really glad that you're with me today. Hey, today I want to talk about the gracious leader, the gracious leader. Now, this subject is fresh on my mind because in my local church, and if you follow the podcast, you know that I'm a follower of Jesus. He's changed my life, and I lead a local church organization and and have been involved in some form of leadership now for almost 30 years in the not-for-profit sector, primarily the church sector. So, Gracious leader is our topic today, and um, the subject of grace is what I'm talking about with with my church. And I thought, I wonder what the subject of grace actually means for us in the place of leadership, those of us who bear an influential or leadership responsibility. So today, let's talk about the gracious leader. You know, uh, grace or gracious is not a word that we particularly hear much unless you're in a church environment. I can't remember the last time on CNBC or Fox News, I might have, or MSNBC, I might have heard the word grace, gracious, or maybe even graceful. I remember growing up watching uh, figure skating was a big deal in my house, and you would often hear the word graceful when they would speak of the skaters and the speed and the smoothness and the elegance with which they skated and did these amazing athletic tricks and feats, jumping and spinning and all of those kinds of things. When you think about the word gracious, there's a few definitions that I want to share with you to frame what I mean when I describe us as a gracious leader. Now, there's multiple definitions one of the definitions for grace, gracious, it's an adjective. It means characterized by charm, good taste, generosity of spirit. Well, generosity of spirit kind of tags on to what we're talking about today, but I'm not talking about charm. I'm not talking about good taste. Another definition is abounding in beauty, loveliness, or amiability, graceful, excellent. Excellent might be an appropriate word for us today, but not beauty, not loveliness. Those are not definitions that I am exercising or leaning into today when I talk about what it means for you and I to be a gracious leader. There are two definitions that I want to share with you that I think frame more accurately what I mean by being a gracious leader. The first definition is to abound in grace or mercy, 
It's manifesting love or bestowing mercy. I love that. Abounding in grace, manifesting love, bestowing mercy. That's Webster's revised, unabridged dictionary. WordNet 3.0, which is something Princeton University put together in 2006, a basic definition for gracious is characterized by kindness and warm courtesy. Characterized by kindness and warm courtesy. Now, when I think about leaders, I think about the deadlines that we're supposed to make. I think about how we have to stay in budget. We've got to accomplish goals. We need to develop people. We need to increase sales and reduce expenses and increase profitability, develop people, accomplish certain projects and make things happen, move the organization forward, maintain fidelity to the culture, know the values, know the mission, know the vision. There's a lot about that idea of leadership and leadership in an organization that can start to create lots of pressure. And if you and I are at all alike, when I feel pressure, graciousness is not often the first thing that comes out of me. Irritability, impatience, control, um, lack of understanding, no perspective taking, diminished listening, I just want things done, and I want people to get it done. I want them to get it done right, get it done well, get it done on budget, care about people, develop people, and let's just get it done. But being a gracious leader means that we're going to abound in grace, manifest love, bestow mercy, characterized by kindness and warm courtesy, and that's really important. You know, when we talk about these ideas of mercy or love or grace, kindness, courtesy, I get concerned that oftentimes unhealthy leaders will interpret those kinds of characteristics, those words as weakness. And my friends, I can promise you they're anything but weakness. It takes a tremendous amount of character, development of character, compassion, a commitment to people. It's because here's the thing. As a leader, you're you're committed to the success of individuals. We don't want to build a successful ministry, a successful small group, a successful business on the back of our employees all all at the same time why they are the most significant labor force that we probably have, right? At the same time you don't want to um you don't want to build a business on the back of your labor force, and you don't want to just build the labor force in a very personal way that you ignore the realities of the business or the ministry or whatever it is that you're leading. You can actually do both. And this is something we advocate over and over and over and over again in our Ordinary People Extraordinary Lives podcast that it's not an either-or thing. It can be a both-and. I can build my employees, help them accomplish dreams, help them develop, help them find success and fulfillment and how they're contributing to whatever area of leadership you have, whatever your business or ministry or organization may be. And the ministry business organization can also succeed We need gracious leaders because there's pressure connected to that. And sometimes the pressure squeezes us so that what's really inside of us is what surfaces. So today, for the gracious leader, I want to share with you five realities of a gracious leader. Now, I pulled these realities out of an examination of 
a book in the Bible called Ephesians. It's the second chapter, and it's verses 4 through 10, when it describes a God of graciousness to us, and it basically lays out how he treats us, both who he is and from who he is, how he treats us. And I'm sitting here thinking, God is the ultimate leader. He is a gracious leader. So I want to be a gracious leader for my family, for my church, for my organization, for those with whom I've been given influence. So what are the five realities of a gracious leader? How can we know what a gracious leader looks like, sounds like, feels like, and it's not weakness, it's actually strength? I think this is an awesome podcast. Here is reality number one. A gracious leader is aware of challenges or problems and believes a gracious attitude is best. See, a gracious leader is not Pollyannish. It's not utopian. A gracious leader is very aware of the challenges. That's why they're a gracious leader, because they believe that an attitude of mercy, grace, love, kindness, warm courtesy will get the job done better than rudeness, selfishness, control, micromanaging, judgmentalism, condemnation, public criticism. A gracious leader is aware of challenges. A gracious leader is aware of a person's personal challenges. A gracious leader is aware of the challenges within the organization. And a gracious leader brings a gracious heart and a gracious attitude to the very problem, to the very challenge that you're facing. And they believe that uh, um, gr- courtesy and kindness and and strength of grace and love will actually help everyone else get better. A gracious leader is aware of the challenges. They do not stick their head in the sand. They're aware of the problems. They do not ignore them, and they do not take a utopian approach approach to those problems. Problems and challenges are serious issues in the area of leadership, and a gracious leader knows that if I can approach this in one way as a gracious leader who's wise, tempered, um, authoritative, empowering, delegating, um, kind, yet assertive and strong, that's a great leader. And that gracious leader knows that a gracious attitude is best. Here's reality number two. A gracious leader believes that empowerment and accountability go together. This is so much, I had to discipline myself in the first reality to not go into this <laughs> too quickly. Because a gracious leader knows that if I want to empower another person, accountability is the other side of the coin. I can't just empower people without letting them know you're going to be held accountable to your character, to your competency, to your charisma, to the outcomes and to the culture. There's real accountability to these things. And accountability is generally saying, I'm going to hold you responsible for your ability to, 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 to do these things and to do it this way. Gracious leaders reproduce gracious leaders and gracious followers. Accountability is not something we have to be afraid of if we're serving a gracious leader. Accountability is not something that we use as a weapon if we are a gracious leader. Accountability actually says, I believe in you. 
I believe that you can get this done. I believe you can get it. I believe you can get it done within your gift set, your personality, within this time frame, within these resources, resource limitations, time limitations, staff limitations, like whatever the circumstance may be, a gracious leader knows that I believe you can get it done. And, and I'm going to be here, and accountability is not just corrective, it's also restorative, it's also celebratory. I have found as a parent some of the best accountability is when I celebrate what my children have done that reflects our values, it's healthy, it's good character, it's loving, it's generous, it's compassionate. That's the plant I want to water. I don't want to constantly be pruning selfishness or greed or bad attitudes or complaining or backbiting. I mean, yeah, sometimes those things have to get confronted. But if I spend most of my time pruning that, then as a gracious leader, I'm not sowing the kind of seed in the environment of leadership that's going to reproduce gracious leaders and gracious followers. A gracious leader believes that an empowerment environment and an accountability environment go together. Okay, so reality number three. A gracious leader is committed to adding life. A gracious leader is committed to adding life. When I uh, look at this, these scriptures in Ephesians chapter 2, for example, and it's in um, verses 4 through, through 10, we discover things about the nature of Jesus, and we discover things about the nature of ourselves. One of the things that we learn in this area of leadership and that a gracious leader is committed to adding life is that we realize there's an element that without gracious leadership, things can die in an unhealthy way, in an unnecessary way, but a gracious leader actually helps things come alive. You add life to things. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5, that we are made alive with Christ. God does that. God is a gracious leader. He takes those things that are dead, not growing, not fruitful, and he makes them alive, and he makes them fruit-bearing. This is what a gracious leader does, and a gracious leader is committed to that. A gracious leader doesn't sow seed in one season and expect something the very next day. Sometimes that might happen, but that's pretty rare. A gracious leader understands that there's a growth process to things, and it takes time. But over time, gracious leaders can, a non-gracious leader gets impatient. They lack commitment. They want to hurry up and manufacture false results, false character development, false, just falsehood. It's not genuine. It's not authentic. It's not real. But a gracious leader is committed. A gracious leader is committed to adding life, life-giving words, life-giving attitudes, life-giving relationships, life-giving environment, that, that your organization can actually be enjoyable to work in. I love following gracious leaders. I don't have any problem really with gracious leaders because they're characterized by grace, mercy, love, kindness, courtesy. I love that. Here's reality number four. A gracious leader creates and or shares resources to benefit others. A gracious leader creates resources or shares resources that they already have for the benefit of other people. We see in this passage from Ephesians 2 that God shares his incomparable riches with us. And it's to our benefit. 
A gracious leader wants to lift up those around them, wants to add value to those around them. And a gracious leader will do the work of creating resources and being generous with resources and sharing them so that they can add value and benefit to others. I love these realities. I do. I sharing this podcast with you and looking at these realities on my handwritten notes that you can get a copy of at lancebain.com. Click on podcast, click ordinary people, extraordinary lives, and look for episode 119. They will both be on that page, but there will also be a downloadable PDF of my handwritten notes and you can get them. Maybe this is something you would like to share with your leadership team. Or just print off for yourself and use it as a point of reflection and a place of growth. But when I look at these five realities and the four that we've shared so far, I got to say they're inspirational to me. They're inspiring to me. They're challenging to me. There's a vision of the kind of leader that I want to be. I want to be a leader that's aware of challenges or problems and bring a gracious attitude to them because I believe that's what's best. I want to be a gracious leader that not only demonstrates healthy empowerment, but I exercise healthy accountability because they go together. I want to be a gracious leader that's committed to adding life. Now, let me just make a sidebar moment about that. I know I've already talked about that, but what I didn't say that I want to say is that by adding life, sometimes that is pruning. Sometimes you do have to prune things in order to get greater fruitfulness. A a generous leader, a gracious leader is committed to that process pruning and fruitfulness. The fourth reality, a gracious leader creates and or shares resources to benefit other people. So what's the fifth reality? Well, the fifth reality of a gracious leader, a gracious leader helps others engage purpose and might actually create opportunities for that. See, again, I'm gonna just going to jump back to Ephesians chapter 2 where we, discover, through verse 4 through verse 10, we discover the nature of God and we see how that nature behaves towards us. And at verse 10, it says, For we, if you're a Christian, you are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. You were created in Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. See, there's a purpose that's waiting for you, friends. There's a divine purpose for your life that your personality fits, your gift set fits. The kind of interest and dreams and those things that energize you, they really fit and complement and will enable you to fulfill your purpose. A gracious leader helps others engage that purpose. Jesus is a gracious leader. He helps us engage our purpose. And our purpose is generally to add value to other people. It's to uplift others around us. Jesus does this for us, and as gracious leaders, we can do this for other people. So I want you to think about these five realities. Let them serve as a sort of a mirror, if you will, on where are you on the gracious leader scale? Where are you at on this scale? And in what areas can you grow as a gracious leader? Hey, friends, as always, I love love our podcast mainly because I get a lot of growth out of them myself. I mean, I put these podcasts together 
so that I can grow. And I thought, well, if I'm growing from it, why don't I record it and put it out there and see if other people want to grow as well. And so we're growing together. So glad you're with me. Thanks for hanging out on episode 119 of Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives, The Gracious Leader. Hey, don't forget to check out LanceBain.com. We can interact together there. I would love to hear from you. You can send me some emails, send me some suggestions even of things that you would love to talk talk about, have me share about. And uh, go and be a gracious leader this week, friends. All right? Go and be a gracious leader because it's possible. You can do it. And I believe in you. Have a great week, everybody. Stay safe. Encourage those around you. And I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>